Welcome to the Dynamics Hot Dish, the podcast where Ashley Steiner, Allie Nelson, and Liz McLennan dish up the latest news and insights about Dynamics and the Power Platform. Join us to explore business applications and low-code development with tips, tricks, and real-world experiences. So grab a seat at the table and let's dig in. Thanks everyone for coming back. We're so excited. We have a guest again this week. Asif Armani, um, for those of you who have been with the podcast for a while, we've had Asif on before um, talking about user adoption and um, the tool Visual SP that you guys have that helps with um, that user adoption piece. But today we're kind of taking this in a completely different um, different perspective, right? Like we're com- having a completely different conversation today. So for those of you who are new, Asif Armani is the CEO of uh, Visual SP. Um, and we're here today to talk about the Power Platform Conference that's coming up in October in Las Vegas, a fun venue. So, Asif, welcome again back to the um, to the podcast. And do you want to share a little bit more about yourself um, with our listeners? Thank you, Ashley and Ali. Thanks for having me. As Ashley mentioned, this is my second time around, so I must have done something right the first time to have me here for the second time. I appreciate it. As Ashley mentioned, my name is Asif Ramani. I live in Chicago. I'm a CEO of a company called Visual SP. And uh, just to dig into it just a little bit, it's a software platform for companies to help them support and train their users contextually on top of any software to increase adoption, lower support tickets, and so forth. We've been serving lots of companies. If you want to check more out, uh, check it out at visualsp.com. And a little bit more about myself. I've been never employed by Microsoft, so I'm not a Microsoft employee, but I've been aligned with Microsoft for a long, long time, since 2000, 2000 actually, uh, to be specific. And then for the last 16 years, I've also been awarded the Microsoft MVP title, which basically means I do a lot of work with Microsoft products and helping people uh, at conferences and forums and other places and Microsoft Awards, the MVP award for those to those people. I've been also aligned pretty closely with this conference and the conference organizers for quite some time. Uh, and doing this for many different conferences, Microsoft 365, some Dynamics 365 stuff, and now Power Platform. So I'll talk more about that a little bit later also. Uh, and yeah, that's me, Asif Ramani. Good to be here. I think that's a great um, kind of place to start, right, Asif? So you don't work for the events company, you don't work for Microsoft. So it seems like your role in these conferences is really to be an advocate for the attendees, you know, making sure that they walk away with what they're looking for. Absolutely. You know, me as an individual, and us as a company, Visual SP, have always been an advocate for the users. It's all about the user success. Having said that, uh, the reason I'm here talking about this and not a Microsoft bigwig, which I'm sure can do a much better job talking about the Microsoft ecosystem as a whole, but the reason I'm doing this over here is because I'm gonna be talking about things very transparently. For example, this Power Platform Conference is for Power Platform people, you know, people who uh, are gonna be building and creating awesome applications using the Power Platform or, or using it in some way but it's not really for everybody. So we'll dig into that further as well, but that's the reason I'm here to talk about to who's the target audience for this thing. If you are thinking about it, whether you should be going to this conference or many other conferences that you have choices for this year, I'll tell you why you should or why you should not go to this conference. 
My own background has been in Microsoft 365, before that on SharePoint, and then for recently, last few years, been Dynamics and also Power Platform. So I have this uh, well-rounded exposure to all these technologies uh, to be able to hopefully advise you in the you know, right decision as to if this makes sense for you or not to come to this conference. Awesome. Well, thank you for that really nice introduction here. And as always, a good segue into the first question that we wanted to run through with you. But since this is the second year of the conference and they're boldly doing it in Vegas, which I love and I think has people even extra excited about this conference. Um, but could you give us a rundown on what some of the goals of the Power Platform Conference are? Like who, what type of audience are they targeting? Um, just, yeah, overall goals since we're in its second year here. Yeah, as you mentioned, Ali, this is the second annual Power Platform Conference. The first one happened last year in 2022. I had about 4,000 people that were there. And honestly, when that was being decided, the main reason for that first one was to bring this community of power platform uh, people together. And they're coming from many different directions. You, you got people coming from Microsoft 365 ecosystem. You have people coming from Dynamics 365 ecosystem. And then you also have people coming from other ecosystems outside of Microsoft altogether. So you think about people who have been in the SAP ecosystem or Salesforce or IBM even, or Google, and they're coming in with the hope to understand what's in it for them. How can they create these amazing solutions, uh, mostly without code, that could run honestly anywhere, you know, on your mobile platform, your desktop, laptop platform, and just provide really quick solutions using things like Power Pages and Power Apps, Power BI, uh, you know, Power Virtual Agents, and so forth. When it happened last year, uh, I was part of you know when it was envisioned and so forth. And really, it was not known as to what to expect. What we saw is ridiculous amount of excitement. One of the main guys who owns the Power Platform and Dynamics, I'm sure you guys know, Charles Lamana. He was on the stage last year. He talked about that currently at that point in time, there are 7 million Power Platform users. That's a pretty big number, 7 million. Wow. And he wow. said also, I remember that uh, his wish is that in somewhere down the line, it's 70 million or even more, so 10x or more. And the idea, of course, is doesn't matter if you have a developer background, doesn't matter if you have no development background, you're coming in with a super deep business background, you should be able to build solutions very quickly, become a creator, not a programmer, but a creator, a builder with the Power Platform Conference. So the people that are coming to this conference are gonna be very varied from Microsoft background, non-Microsoft background, but everybody with the hope that they get away understanding how they can make quick solutions for their audience, whether their audience is five people with a small application or 500,000 people. And you can do all that stuff that you used to do only if you had a programming degree of some sort. Now you can do that without any code and that's pretty amazing. So, that, so that's where this conference is headed. Well, I love that you- For the yeah. first conference is insane, by the way. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it is, and I love that it's cross product too where you know a lot of our industry conferences are very dynamics focused and this is very unique that it's expanding upon that because you can use connectors to all sorts of platforms so it's it's definitely a wider reaching audience as well and it'll be very interesting 
um, to see the types of people that show up there too. Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking about attendees and I, I mean, thinking about those cross product, like what, who are we targeting? Right. It, it's not every com a conference can't be for everyone. Mm -hmm. So who, who would you recommend coming to power platform conference? I'll tell you, uh, who I would not recommend. How about that? We'll, we'll start with sure. <laughs> taking people out okay. first. So if you're looking for deep <clears throat> programming, uh, SharePoint FX or uh, Dynamics developers who are who love digging into the code and making solutions, I think you should go to a different conference. You should go to <laughs> you should go to Build, which actually Build already happened, Microsoft Build, or some other deep technical conference. This is not a deep technical for programmers conference. That's number one. Second one, people I would recommend not coming to is if you're in Dynamics but you're looking into very very deep dynamics specific content on let's say business central finance and operations uh, things like that there's going to be zero to no sessions on those things there is a track which i'm sure we'll talk about even further on dynamics ce so dynamics 265 custom engagement there's going to be a lot of good content but not for bc not for fnl so those people should not be coming and obviously if you're in a not in a microsoft ecosystem at all and you have no interest in coming to the Microsoft ecosystem, then I think this would not be a good conference, Good not, not be a good use of your time. Now, having said that, people who, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go a little bit different direction here to talk about my own background. For example, people who I mentored, who I taught for many, many years, who are building solutions using a product called SharePoint Designer or a product called InfoPath or other people who are making amazing solutions using Excel macros or Excel pivot tables and dashboarding, things like that, or other tools which they've been using uh, to create no-code solutions, those people will love coming to this conference. In addition, if you've been in the Dynamics environment, building model-driven apps for specifically CE, and you want to understand the big whole ecosystem as to not just dynamics, but what kind of, as Ali mentioned, what kind of connectors you can use to automate things using Power Automate. What can you use beyond just model-driven apps for Canvas apps, for example? What can you do with that? How you can put those things together? How can you use Power Virtual Agents to uh, have chatbots or other kind of things that are you know, basically virtual agents? Or even building websites using Power Pages and so much more. This conference is gonna blow you away. Because this is exactly for these people who want to uh, engage with other people who are very excited building these solutions without any code or very minimal code that can have amazing impact throughout your organization. So as a follow-up question too, you mentioned, you know, maybe not targeted towards finance and operations or finance and supply chain and business central. Yeah. Why not? Are, do you think we'll see more of that in the future? The decision was made early on that, um, you know, because you have to start somewhere, you wanted to start with one slice of Dynamics. So that slice was Dynamics CE. Uh, whether this will expand into covering supply chain management and finance and BC yet to be seen, it's just that it becomes a bit diluted when you try to cover everything, obviously, right? There are pretty awesome conferences like the Dynamics Summit that's coming in October that's going to cover all those areas. There's already a conference for that. I can't really speak to if those uh, things will be in 2024. I can't believe we're talking about 2024 already, by the way. Right. Uh, 
But whether it be in 2024 or not, I, I don't know. Uh, if it is, it's going to become a 20,000 people conference, I think. It's going to be pretty amazing. Uh, but uh, currently, it, those those audiences will not be well served if they came to this particular one. It also sounds like it's meant for people who are not necessarily just consulting companies, right? It's not for consultants, functional analysts, things like that. So anybody at an end user that's buying yeah. the licensing from the micro, you know, from Microsoft, if they're building their own solutions, um, but it's not the people who are then using it, right? Where I would say something you brought up, community summit. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the content for there is geared towards an end user, right? I'm, I'm using Absolutely. this tool. How can I use it better? Um, as an end user, I'm not configuring anything. I'm not customizing anything. So it sounds like this conference is really geared to, to those people that are going to have hands-on back-end control to the Power Platform and building things. Yeah. Even It's not deep code, but it is still somebody who's, who's doing that configuration. So agree with everything, um, except when we say backend, it becomes more of a, a person who is behind the scenes making something that users will never see or coding or things like that. And that's the only thing I would say a little bit differently. Uh, everything else, I completely agree that this is for a person. It's like, I mean, and there are people like this everywhere that I go to in companies where there's this Julie or this Tom who everybody runs to. Hey, hey Tom, can you? show me how to do this thing can you build me a solution for that and these are the people who are who have amazing business knowledge deep business knowledge in the area that they're working in whether it's human resources sales marketing whatever but they also have this knack for building solutions and you know when i say solutions think think back to uh early microsoft days where we were building solutions heavy heavy deep solutions on microsoft access or microsoft excel and then it became Front page, if you are ever used that thing, became SharePoint Designer, InfoPath, or from the dynamic side of story, just making quick power apps from model-driven apps uh, just, that just solve a solution, that just solve one specific solution. So those builders who are not really interested in making this their career into just, just building applications, but they're, they're there to solve solutions with their applications, not just making applications for the sake of applications, but solving solution, making, you know, solving solutions for that. And, and those people, those builders, those creators will love this conference. I love that. And I think that's a great way to explain it too, because I, I've shared this before, so I think Ashley knows, but the first time I ever used Power Automate was not tied to Dynamics at all. Yep. And that's why I really like this conference and talking about the wide reach that it has to the wide audience, um, because you can use tools from the Power Platform like Power Automate to connect SharePoint, to connect Excel, to connect Forms. And we have some internal teams here at Stone Ridge as well, where folks are using it to connect forms to Excel files, to track mm -hmm. attendance, to sessions and things like that. And so I just want to call that out because we do talk a lot about dynamics on this podcast. Um, and this uh, conference might not necessarily be just for those dynamics users. Power Platform extends to literally everybody. There's so many applications for it. I'll throw something else in there, Ali, since <clears throat> I just got reminded that you know, there are many folks out there who use Zapier or use uh, ITTTF, if this, then that, whatever. Uh, but those people who are using those services to connect their systems together, they will love Power Automate, right? That's exactly what it's for within the Microsoft ecosystem. Uh, or people who have been using either model-driven apps or Canvas apps and are wondering, how do I flip over and use the other one? 
that's perfect for them to understand exactly how where you can use you know which one uh, and what kind of benefit it will provide you. And same thing with people who are thinking: Can we put our site on uh, Microsoft Power Pages? Does that make sense? You know, internally or externally? Well, now that's it's going to provide you those answers and so much more. Anything to do with that intersection of playing within Microsoft 365 or Dynamics 365 or some other ecosystem you're coming into. This, this is a perfect circle right there intersecting those ecosystems to give you the power that you need to make those solutions. Excellent. Well, you know, tying into everything that we just said about how awesome the content's going to be at this conference, and you said it already too, last year there was 4,000 attendees in the first year of the conference. Ashley called that out as being incredible. I'll second that. That's insane. But what do you think made the Power Platform so successful last year? And what do you think is going to continue making it successful year over year? As I was mentioned before that when this was being designed at the time, the conference, it was brand new in terms of having a conference around Power Platform. So didn't know what to expect in terms of attendees. Uh, the decision was made to do it in Orlando. And Orlando is awesome. But the venue that was chosen, it was just it was sold out pretty quickly where you just could not have more people. Uh, so months before the conference was supposed to be run, it, it was sold out. And I hope people listen to this uh, this uh, Dynamics Hot Dish podcast right now. If you're interested, you should <laughs> register soon. And I'm not saying uh, I'm not a profit from that. If you register, it's it's if you want to be there, you should make a decision soon on that thing. So you're not one of those people who get left out. Um, having said that, you know, this time the conference is projected to be at least double. So we're talking, we're talking about 8,000 people that uh, are going to be at this conference or even more. There's a lot of excitement at this conference. People, what did I talk to last year? We, I was there as a speaker. We were also there as a vendor as well with Visual SP. And from both sides of the story, from the vendor side of the story and from the speaker side of the story, I, I felt people were looking around and saying, you know, this is where I belong. This is the kind of conference that I've been looking for. I've been going to Dynamics conferences or Microsoft conferences or other uh, local things that have been happening. And they have some things that they talk about with the Power Platform. But this is, this is everything. I'm swimming into, you know, in a sea of all the Power Platform stuff. And this is where I belong. So... Those people will all be there. <laughs> so you'll be competing with that. But, uh, so yeah, if you're, once again, I don't have any financial thing to gain from this conference, but if you want to come to this conference, you should book your tickets very quickly. Yeah, we don't have any financial stake in it either, but speaking of registration, we do have a, um, I would say some sort of a special offer for our listeners um, to get $100 off your registration. If you visit our website, we have a link on there that, um, you know, if you register early enough, I know early bird has passed, but there's another price increase coming up soon. So make sure you, you register and, and use our code and you'll get $100 off and that's on our website. What kind of influence did Microsoft have on this conference? Obviously their name's on it, but how involved was the Microsoft team in selecting the content? So as we know, Microsoft is a vendor and they are the ones who own the Power Platform and many other Microsoft uh, components that we use day in, day out. But Microsoft has a very specific type of relationship with different conferences. And this particular conference 
is what's referred to as the flagship conference. Uh, so being a flagship conference, which this one is, and also one that passed the Microsoft 365 conference, it means that, first of all, some major, major high-profile people like Charles Lamana and Jeff Teeper and others from their team are going to be there. And these are the people who own Teams, Microsoft 365, Power Platform, Dynamics 365. These, these are the owners within Microsoft of those things reporting directly to Satya or somewhere close to that. Um, you definitely know that because these people are coming, because it's a flagship conference, there will be a lot of content that's going to be Microsoft driven. You know, that's just the fact. Having said that, because there, this is a conference which has a pretty big influence from the community as well. There have been advisors like myself and others who have advised the team as to, you know, people who are coming to this conference will want to hear about this topic area or this theme or this type of uh, understanding. You know, for example, Power Platform being so great as it is, as it is is going to attract many people who don't have any technical background, and which is perfect. But if you don't have a technical background and you're building solutions, chances are that you might mess something up. You know, making something, making a power app that just runs recursively or having an automation uh, solution that just calls in the wrong resources or things like that. So you want to have the proper type of governance on top of those things. Without that thing, you're gonna have a lot of unhappy people. You don't want that. So how do you build governance and guidelines for that? What do you do and what do you not do? What are the best practices? What are the know-hows? What are the things that we've already learned uh, about RPA, remote process automation, things like that, which, which we can bring to the table guiding these type of people? So all that type of stuff is going to be at this conference. You know, it's not just a you know, like marketing for Microsoft products and things like that. It's gonna be a lot more people who are living and breathing, working with the, the technologies, helping other end users within organizations, you know, letting them know, hey, here's why you don't want to do something, and here's the best way to have, for example, co-authoring in Power Apps. Here's the best way to do that, and so forth. So definitely influences there for Microsoft. There's gonna be a lot of uh, those on the ground, real world applications that you're gonna get from this conference. I think that's really cool. And I'm also thinking about you know, it's very unique, some of the content that you've mentioned that might be at the conference. Is there going to be any type of like networking opportunities for people to just bounce ideas off of each other? Or could you speak to that a little bit other than just, you know, scheduled sessions yeah. that you can sit in and learn? Because you said a lot about like how, you know, you want to learn from other users and there might be presentations on that, but how could I go and like interact with others in the community and learn from my peers? Absolutely. In fact, let me do both. I'll talk a little bit about some specific sessions to, so people sure. can get an idea of what type of specific content that's there and then also talk about the networking and what you can do with connecting with others. Perfect. Uh, so I'll start with your question first, Ali, which is what are the opportunities that people will have to connect with other people? At any conference that, that is uh, hugely sponsored by Microsoft like this one, you know, majorly sponsored by Microsoft, you're always going to have a answer desk. And that's going to be the main flagship booth at, uh, that Microsoft is going to own on the expo floor, on the conference floor, where anybody can go to with their very specific question. You know, I have this specific program that I've been building and I'm stuck right here. Can you guide me to take the next step? 
And you will have experts, people who are sitting in Redmond or sitting in other places who are actually building these applications that you're working with. They'll be there to answer those questions, those product managers, program managers, and architects, and so forth. So that's awesome. Then usually, and I'm pretty sure for this conference also, there's a answer desk which is more community-driven, where Microsoft MVPs like myself would be stationed, and other people who are actually you know, doing it on the ground. So not Microsoft employees, but other folks like that. And those answer desks or kind of like office hours, if you think of that, that's where you go into to get additional help from people who are working with these things on the ground, uh, who are thinking the exact way you're thinking because they probably have done the same things that you've done. So that's great. Then within, and I've experienced this myself, the third thing, which within lunchtime, within uh, you know just being on the floor, you will for sure bump into other people that have the exact same kind of title or similar title that you have and doing the same things that you're doing. So you're gonna get a lot of benefit from that as well. Having said all that stuff, think about the type of content as well that's going to be a very uh, structured, so things that you have not even thought of that you should be thinking about. For example, the remote process automation that I talked about and doing that with Power Apps and Power Automate and so forth and Power BI with dashboards. Having the right type of beginner information as to where do you start with Power Apps, Power BI, Power Virtual Agents, Power Automate, Power Pages, and, and so forth. What do all these things mean and why should I care? So that's very important. Having um, tips and tricks for working with these applications, what to do, what not to do, as I was saying, building business process flows, uh, how to get ready with all these different people who will be building applications. If you're the administrator in your organization, you got to govern it. So that's very important. And then also providing the right kind of support, the right kind of training uh, to make sure that when people are building these applications, they have the answers they need and they have the right support they need. So a lot of that kind of content is going to be there uh, at the conference from the structural point of view and then also all these wonderful networking opportunities with others. Asif, um, thinking about all the content you just listed out, what skill levels is it mainly targeted to? Could like be beginner basic users find content here all the way to experts who, like you said, are looking into RPA or different ways of doing more complex processes? Yeah, you'll see people like me. First of all, I have a developer background. I don't develop anymore. I don't program anymore, but I still build stuff, right? But I'm not interested in building content with code. You'll definitely see people like me who come from a technical background. Then you'll see people who are just experts in their business area and want to provide solutions to their users but don't have any technical background whatsoever. And those people are the ones who we would call power users, right? Uh, that's perfect, right? Power users with the Power Platform Conference. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> so those power users that I've been also dealing with for many, many years, that this the main distinction that I make between power users and end users are end users are the ones, and don't get me wrong, but they're the ones who want to just get their job done and get out. It's, let me just do my job and I'm done. Power users are the ones who kind of stick around and help others and building solutions. And that's the, like I was talking about before, the Tom or the Julie that people run to when they have questions within the environment, within the department, because they are the business experts plus their technology experts within their department. And there's always one person, at least in every department. And those are the best uh, you know, target audience for this conference as well. So you got the technical audience like myself, you got the non-technical audience, but who are 
very, very interested in making solutions for their users. And then the third one, I was just talking to a guy last week, actually at a, at a different conference, who was saying, you know, I've been away from Microsoft ecosystem for 10 years. And this guy is coming back to the Microsoft ecosystem after being away for so long, and they don't know exactly where to start. Well, this is actually a very good, very good conference for those people as well, because they'll get very quick and efficient guidance on, hey, uh, you might not be very, very focused on Microsoft ecosystem anymore, but here are some very quick, easy to use tools that you can use to get started building your solutions, building, you know, uh, architecting solutions for your audiences. So I think those are the three main audiences that I would say would come to this conference. Actually, one more thing I'll say before I stop over here. I think actually, Ashley, you're the one who pointed this out before that. Is it really going to be for end users of this, of, uh, you know, of organizations who are building content, who are the real end users? And, and it is definitely. But in addition to that, there'll be a lot of partners you'll see as well. Uh, so vendors like our, us, Visual SP, and other vendors who are looking to see how can we build on Power Platform? How can we support the users of Power Platform? And you'll see a lot of those vendors and even consulting services or consultants, individuals coming to this conference as well. Selfishly, are they going to also have um, at that Ask Microsoft desk, are they going to have Dynamics people or just Power Platform? Asking <coughs> for myself and all of our other Dynamics people listening. <laughs> yeah, uh, there will definitely be. Can we put be... in a request? <laughs> No, the Ask the Experts desk is guaranteed. Uh, it might not be called Ask the Experts exactly, but right. the Ask the Experts, every time at this conference with these conference organizers, they've had that. It's going to be there for sure. Now, the second part of your question, will the Dynamics people be there? Absolutely. The Dynamics CE people will definitely be there. That I can guarantee. Once again, but it will just be focus on CE. Might not get your answers for BC, supply chain, finance, and other kind of stuff. All right, you guys, I have a Power Virtual Agents question that you guys can take for me and get answered. Yeah, we will. We'll take <laughs> okay, it. Okay, great. <laughs> if you can wait till October. Hey, my ticket's already been open with Microsoft for about seven weeks, so oh we'll just wait a few more months. <laughs> um, so, so speaking of CE, so I know we've touched on that a little bit. So how is the CE content being integrated with the Power Platform? Is it a separate track? How will people find that content if that's what they're looking for? Yeah, obviously CE is built on model-driven and model-driven is part of Power Apps. But having said that, within Dynamic CE, as you know, you guys are experts, that you can have Power Automate, you can have other things you can incorporate, like Power BI, things like that. Having said all that, you know, Dynamics is, of course, a product line that Microsoft sells, as we know. Uh, and because of that, uh, we definitely want people to, who are focused on, who have bought into that product line to, to be there, to get very focused attention on Dynamics CE. So people who are working with sales, marketing, customer service, field service, uh, project, whatever within the Dynamics CE, they will definitely have a separate track as well that they can go into and just be focused on the Dynamics line, or they can go between different things saying, okay, well, I'll focus on this Dynamics specific session, then I'll jump around to go see, check out what's going on with Power Pages, and I'll come back over here to for some Dynamics marketing, and then go back uh, to look at Canvas apps because I've just been looking at model-driven apps and I want to understand Canvas apps. So they'll have the opportunity to stick with that track or go back and forth. 
That's helpful. I think that it's, um, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, right? Is that CE is a power app, right? At the end of the day, but yeah. the, the, the unique thing about Dynamics is you have all these first party apps that are pre-built and have nuances and things like that. So it is, I think, I mean, it integrates so well, but there are some things that make it different from the rest of the mm-hmm. power platform. So it's nice to see that they're adding it because I think it is so tied, like so closely tied with power platform that you couldn't not have CE content, but I get the ERP stuff. We don't care about them on this podcast. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey man, dual right PC connector. We're caring about them. We're caring about them. It's getting there. <laughs> Allie's trying to get us to care. <laughs> um, so we're coming up on time. Asif, is there anything else you want to share about the Power Platform Conference that you want people listening to know? You know, we started out talking about who this conference is not for and who this conference is for. Uh, it's, it's been funny. I was just talking to somebody about that. Uh, actually, I was talking to Ashley and you about this too before we started, that there's been so many conferences, uh, you know, that I've been to that I'm sure both of you have been to and others have been to. And it, it feels like <laughs> it feels like it's more than pre-COVID. There's so many conferences happening. Having said that, um, from what I've understood from many people, the same budgets for travel has not come back as, you know, as strongly as they were there before. So travel is scrutinized and exactly which conference you go to, you got to be really more careful about as an end user, as a person coming from a company. So my advice to everybody would be, go to the powerplatformconf.com, check out exactly what speakers are gonna be there, what kind of sessions are gonna be there. Make sure that this is uh, focused on what you are looking for. And most of the people looking at, of course, this Dynamics Hot Dish uh, podcast will be coming from the Dynamics environment. You have to understand that there's so much content that's gonna be aligned to exactly what you're working on but also things that you might not have thought about that you should know about. And that content uh, that deals with all of Power Platform is you will not find that anywhere else. So don't just come for things that you're comfortable with, but look at also expanding your horizon for the things that you're not comfortable with that you've not even heard of, because that's where Microsoft is headed. And if you're a Microsoft person, the Microsoft guy, the Microsoft gal, you wanna stay aligned with all those applications, those resources, those uh, app, you know, things that Microsoft is doing, this is the best conference, one of the best conferences to be at for that. Well, I'm convinced and I love that. <laughs> I agree. I, when I looked at all the conferences for the year, Asif, I was like, this is one that I can't miss. Like just the networking possibilities, but also hearing directly from Microsoft, like what's coming and how to use things. I, 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 I definitely think it depends on your role though. If I was still an administrator, I'm not sure if Power Platform Conference would have been the right conference for me. You know what I mean? So I think it really, I would recommend the same thing. Go to conference sites. There are so many options available. Feel free to reach out to us. I think we've offered that in the past. Um, office awesome. I'm not gonna put you on the spot here, but I know Allie and I would be more than happy to talk to folks about you know, our different experiences um, at events and, and would be happy to share at least our expertise. Totally. Um, on what would work Same here too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So reach out to Asif <laughs> as well. Um, so Ali, do you want to ask our our special question? Our yeah. Question? So not only is this our signature question, but I wasn't here the last time you asked Asif. So you're gonna have to help me determine if his answer is the same or different. And if it's okay. the same, we're gonna make him pick something else. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Asif. So we're hoping you know what a hot dish is. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But what is your favorite kind of hot dish? I'll give you a hint to eat. Hmm. Any hot dish, right? Well, maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you the definition after you answer. <laughs> yeah, I think of hot dish as just a hot dish, basically, that I go to eat a restaurant. So, um, actually, remember, I, I remember answering this thing, and I, I think I said pad thai was my favorite mm -hmm. hot dish. You did. Uh, I want to augment supplement that with one more hot dish that i love can i talk about that too? absolutely yeah. okay. please so it's called butter chicken it's an indian dish Ooh. that you find in indian restaurants called butter chicken and it sounds well it, it is exactly the way it sounds it's a lot of butter sauce like orange kind of sauce and you got marinated chicken that's inside that sauce like all rolled around and every bite you take you feel at least you know for me like my stomach is popping out every bite <laughs> Uh, but it's all worth it. So that's the main reason that I don't have a six pack today is butter chicken included and also chocolate and things like that. Uh, but it's it's pretty awesome. Very fattening, but it's extremely awesome. So I would definitely recommend people who have not tried butter chicken try that at the next Indian restaurant you go to. I think the hard thing about is that you also live in Chicago. Awesome. Like <laughs> It's one of the greatest cities, I think, in the country for food. Um, and different kinds of foods. I've never eaten anywhere in Chicago where I was like, oh, I wouldn't come back here. I, I, mm. There's so many great options. Agree. Um, so, so Ali, do you want to talk about, I, I mean, food is food, but a yeah. dish in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and first I'll say this, um, Asif, we should have talked about Pad Thai when we were in Scottsdale together because there was a restaurant down the road that had a um, al pastor Pad Thai. So it was a Mexican, like Asian fusion restaurant, and it was incredible. So weird. it was so it sounds, good, though. It sounds really bizarre. Like those are two foods that I would not put in the same category. Um, it was amazing, and I love mashups like that. Highly recommend any day. But pad thai is one of my favorites too, so I love it. But when we're talking like our good old Minnesotan or Wisconsin hot dish, uh, mainly like casseroles. But I would say. So like tater tots and then, you know, cream of anything soup and that kind of stuff. But I would argue that butter chicken could be a casserole. Like I've seen people <laughs> butter chicken and stuff. Yeah, that sounds delicious to me. Have you had oh. it, Allie? Have you had butter chicken? I have and it's delicious. Okay, I've never. Oh, yes. Sounds like I need to try. <laughs> Highly recommend. Now you have Asif and myself recommending it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Asa, for coming on the podcast again. It's been great having you. I'm sure you'll be, you'll come back if you're willing to. Um, we, we love having you on here. So thank you again for taking the time. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the Power Platform Conference and, and many of our listeners as well, I hope. It's been a pleasure. Your podcasts are awesome. Please keep on doing the Dynamics Hot Dish podcast. It's awesome. And thanks for having me again the second time. Definitely looking forward to being there again the third time. Thanks for tuning in to Dynamics Hot Dish, your go-to podcast for all things Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to follow us on social media for even more insights and updates on the latest trends and best practices in business applications and low-code development. 
We'll be back soon with another delicious serving of Dynamics and Power Platform goodness. Until then, keep innovating and building great solutions.